try again. Fishing Radio, it's Thursday night. I'm Chip Gibson, the tree hugger, and we're uh, we're here for another one. Holy cow, the weeks are just going by so fast. Oh, summer is upon us. It's snapper season. I haven't been fishing yet. Oh man! So I hope everybody else is having a pretty good week, and we're. Looking forward to uh, getting out on the water ourselves. Not this weekend, though, because the clone is at summer camp. Got to go pick him up Saturday. So, And then we'll have to do all of the chores and stuff on Sunday. So back to another week. But we'll be headed south here pretty soon to get a little, get a little salt on. So um, – let me see here. What do we got coming up for tonight? Uh, that is our Navy vet, Mr. Sean Wagoner. How are you this evening, sir? Hey, Chip. Doing good. Yeah? Doing you've good. been fishing. I, I know been. you've been fishing. How's the weather down there? Uh, right now it is rainy and very wet, but uh, that's okay. It's during the week. We'll take it. We need it. Yeah, not a problem, right? Okay. Not a problem at all. So, you've been uh, you've been up and around the uh, lagoon and the uh, IRL and the uh, no motor zone, hanging out with the fellows from uh, Heroes on the Water, from what I understand. That is uh, that's correct. This past weekend was the uh, All Florida Chapters Heroes on the Water Summit. It was the first time they've done such an event. Um, unfortunately, we got a bunch of bad weather. A lot of uh, thunderstorms and rain kept a few folks away, but uh, still had close to uh, 100 people out there. Nice. See, how many chapters are there in Florida now? I think we're up to six with uh, the okay. new chapter, which, you know, while we're talking about Heroes on the Water, there's a new one, the South Florida chapter, which I have uh, the pr- privilege of being a part of. Um, myself and and four other folks on the leadership team uh, started the chapter up. We've been through all the training, and we've just scheduled our first event for July 12th. So we're excited about that. July 12th. Awesome. Give us a little rundown. Heroes on the Water for folks who might be listening to the podcast or tuning in late, haven't been able I – I know we talk about Heroes on the Water, but give us a rundown. What What is Heroes on the Water, man? Yeah, I would, I would, I would hope at this point everybody listening would would know who Heroes on the Water is. But if not, Heroes on the Water is a uh, nonprofit organization that is uh, out there to help uh, veterans, um, our military vets, either with you know physical, mental disabilities, um, you know coming back, just having a hard time readjusting. Those with physical disabilities, uh, we get them out on the <clears throat> we get them out on the water, uh, kayak fishing very therapeutic we all know how much you know how relaxing it is to be on the water and how great it is to be fishing so we we get them out there and put a rod in their hands and get them in a kayak and spend the day fishing with them it's a lot of fun too being out there with the guys and um for those for those who might be interested in participating if you're a kayak angler or if not because there's a lot of things to do the general suggestion is that you contact the chapter first. Don't just show up to an event because some of the heroes, as they call the military service members that, that uh, you work with, 
they may not necessarily there may be some special care and handling that we have that you have to take care of. So contact the chapter uh and if you're uh want to know where the chapter is, I know uh they just put up a new website, Heroes on the Water. And it's uh, heroes on the water dot org. Um and it's heroes H E R O E S on the water dot org. Right. And you can go there and they have you can just find out who you are, how, how who they are, how to help the events. You got chapters list there. Yeah, the chapters list. You can click on all chapters, see where they're at, or you can put in your zip code or city and find the nearest one to you. That'll um, pull that chapters page up, contact information. Um, you know, but to your point about not showing up, it's um, you know the heroes on the water events are entirely 100% about our heroes, our vets. You know, it's not a media thing. We're not, you know, there's not huge signage and media and everything else to advertise the event. It's, you know, we get it out there. We network through various veterans communities. But day of the event, it's very low key. It's, it's, you know, it's basically taking your buddy out fishing for the day. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the, uh, I mean, if if folks want to help, it's definitely. It's very rewarding, and it's cool to give back. Yourself, myself, we're both vets, and uh, we're lucky, and we're, we're blessed to have our families and our health and all that, and we're out there doing it ourselves. So Jim is, is a great guy, uh, started the whole thing. Probably both, yeah. Yeah, great folks. And uh, if uh, folks are watching, you'll probably see them uh, at the next Boondoggle. So, uh, they'll, that's uh, coming up on uh, Columbus Day weekend. But yeah, I just uh, you guys got your page up and everything, man. It looks good. Contact yeah, so Kevin South or yourself. Chapters up and, yeah, South Florida chapters up and rolling. Um, you know, to your point on the veterans, you know, we've got five folks on the leadership team. You know, just the kind of you know five initial people in. Four out of the five of us are. You know, all veterans. We've got one guy who's former Army, uh, two Marines, myself, Navy. Um, the fifth member, uh, younger, hasn't served, but has, you know, family members who have. Obviously, still very close to the community. So it, it is something that's very personal for all of us on the team. Um, and it is a way to give back. And it's, it's, you know, it's incredibly rewarding and, you know, very enjoyable. Yeah, it sure is. Um, so what, what went on this past weekend? So the summit, uh, we got in Friday. Uh, some folks went out Friday afternoon, Friday evening on the water. Um, you know, this was kind of a twofold event. So, you know, first it was another opportunity to have the chapters bring their heroes out and get them on the water. Uh, cars, parks right there on the Banana River. Uh, some folks went up to Mosquito Lagoon. Uh, a lot of folks just launched right there from Cars Park, no motor zone, and you know, went out and, and fished from there, and um, you know, so it was a chance to get the vets back out. And the other half of it was a chance for the chapters and their teams and and volunteers to get together, share ideas, and it was tremendous. There was a couple of us from South Florida uh, chapter being brand new, having put on our first event yet. Uh, myself and Rudy uh, had the opportunity to go up. And you know, talk to you know Melita in the Northeast chapter, Tom in Central Florida, and you know, find out what's been successful for their chapters, what's been working well, what hasn't. You know, look at the types of kayaks they're using, what's working best for the vets. You know, some vets come out with service dogs. What kayak works best for them? Uh, ones with certain disabilities. You know, how they overcome that. The types of gear they're using. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and as the chapters grow. You know, they they you know float a lot of a lot of folks every month. Like the Northeast chapter, you know, the largest in the country. Um, you know, every single month they do an event. They're they're floating sixty to eighty, you know, people in kayaks at their events. Yeah, they get a big they almost, big turnout. Yeah, big big turnout. But you know, with that, it's a lot of logistics. The chapter itself owns almost thirty kayaks. So you know, their volunteers have to come out 
get them out of the trailers, on you know, unstrap everything, get them on the water, rig them, prep them, you know, get them all checked out. But the Northeast, those guys have it down to a system they can do it in about 30 minutes, all of them, fully rigged on the water, ready to go. I have a hard time getting my own kayak up the back of the truck in 30 minutes and getting it ready to go. I knew where you were going with that one, man. Yeah, it's it's right. I mean, and, and, and think about it, too. I mean, I've had as many as six kayaks in the back of my truck. I can't imagine trying to break out 30-plus kayaks and, and get them all rigged, get the fishing gear out, because, I mean... The, the chapters provide all of the gear for the heroes when they show up. Uh, try to accommodate them, like you said, depending upon what their disability, what their handicap might be. And uh, and then, you know, and, and that's, that's kayaks for the heroes. You got your own kayaks, too, you know. So, uh, I mean, it's it's uh, it's pretty challenging. There's a couple of events that I, I was uh, privileged to, to uh, participate in. We had uh, we had like two guys, you know, two two handlers and a and a hero, you know, so that we could so we could both get out there and and uh, provide whatever kind of assistance was necessary, provide some uh, some support there for the guy. But uh, yeah, that's that's a lot of logistics, a lot of logistics. So uh, well, it and, is, and and you know, we're 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 pretty fortunate here. You know, in South Florida, I mean, while we're just getting started, we've got some fantastic people around us. We've got some great volunteers who are already stepping up that are planning on being there. You know, so the volunteers obviously help make the event happen, get everything organized, be with people on the water. But then we also have guides, and we've got some, you know, phenomenal anglers down here and people who are, you know, going to be involved. You know, Jean, you know, uh, Irish Jean, she's... You know, we all know what a what a machine she is. So she's planning on being out and being one of our guides. Her and Tony, uh, Bill Sakura, um, just you know, some great great anglers that you know are going to be on the water and and be guides for our vets. Awesome. So, um, did anybody catch any fish this weekend? Yes. Yeah. You, so there was did, um, a, a fair amount. And uh, I, I got to say that the highlight—I'll just cut right to the chase. The the highlight of the summit, the highlight of all the fishing over the weekend, and you could just end it here because nothing else was going to be as exciting as this. But I'll throw it out first. Okay. Um, one of the vets, uh, Charles Miller, he's uh, you know very consistent member and participant with the uh, the Northeast chapter. Um, he is a, a blind veteran. With his uh, girlfriend, uh, Jeannie, they were out in a tandem, and they had their guide with them. They hooked into a 46-inch red, and she fought it with him. And at, at one point, they had to just pass the rod over to their guide, Donnie, Donnie Leeper there. It took them 55 minutes to land this, but they reeled in a 46-inch red uh, nice. this weekend. So. Uh, phenomenal. And um, talking with Melita, they've got pictures of, you know, Charles who, you know, is unfortunately blind, but, you know, out there fishing a great time, hooked this thing, fought it. They've got pictures of him, you know, with, um, you know, Jeannie in the water holding the fish, you know, working on reviving it with him reaching down, feeling it so he can feel the size of, you know, the fish that they just caught. So uh, moments like that are phenomenal. I mean, I, you know, that's fish like that are, you know, once in a lifetime, huge, you know, kind of fish for anybody. You know, yeah. so, you know, but for veterans, it's just, it's great. Karma knows when to step in and pull a good one. Yep, yep. And unfortunately, it's never one I'm not fishing. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I had a had a bit of a rough weekend, but uh, we cut some, got some, you know, dink trouts and some some cats. But uh, well, you knew where the trout were. Uh, I mean, were you fishing the lagoon or were you fishing no motor zone? Uh, no motor zone. We just launched. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, this past weekend we had the RV up there with the family. Uh, it was kind of a double up event for us. So besides being up there for uh, the Howe Summit. Uh, mm-hmm. We were also lucky that our son James, who's in the Navy uh, there in Charleston, he had a long weekend, so he came down. So we actually put cool. our RV right back in the exact same spot that we were at before. Uh, right. Kept our kayaks right there on the water and 
just had a great weekend. Awesome. Awesome. Um, yeah, it's a lot of other a lot of other fishing going on. Um, you know, but some besides just catching fish. I mean, some of the other great you know stories are you know there was a quote from one vet talking about what a you know tight-knit group that the how volunteers are that he could see that you know they're all very close they care about each other and they care about what we do um you know and that it kind of brings him back to some of the best memories of being in the military is you know we all know what a tight-knit you know group that is being in you know being in the service with you know uh, the units we were attached to and you know their quote was basically that you know it's kind of like being back there it's a tightened group it, it you know very close community taking care of each other and and you know feels very comfortable and very relaxed uh out of the uh, the how events that's awesome man and you know folks who haven't been in the military and i know you were on the ships and you, know, you said you got a couple of Marines there in your chapter. You're going to have to draw pictures a lot for those guys. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, people that haven't been in the military, they don't realize the kind of, you know, as we said in, in the Marine Corps, the esprit de corps, the, the camaraderie. Um, I know the guys from your ship are just, I mean, crazy dedicated to that ship. I mean, the plank holders and stuff. Uh and and that's the way it is, you know. The, with the it's just it that permeates throughout the Heroes on the Water program. Uh, when you get the folks together, everybody it's just real tight, and and that's a very comfortable feeling, I think, for a lot of the heroes because you kind of miss that when you you know when you get separated when you when you're not back with your your team or your unit, and uh, so it's, that's a good thing. That's something that it really brings it back to the table for them. It is, and, and you know, and, and while the first instinct is, you know, especially with some of the vets, you know, and they're, uh, you know, the heroes out there with some of the disabilities, you, you would think that's like, all right, I need to be sensitive to this. And, you know, as you talk to the folks in the chapters who've been doing this for a while, they're like, no, just get out there and do your thing. And, and in fact, you know, your military, you know, while it's a tight-knit group, you know the kind of trash talking that goes on and the just the nonstop rivalries over anything and everything and just you know that kind of you know camaraderie just that rivalry of you know just do it just go out there and yeah you know, oh yeah talk trash yeah. between branches and everything else and you know <laughs> have a good time and they they love it you know oh yeah so. yeah you never get tired of it. Yeah, that's right. Say, Listen to the Marines talk about, you know, we're just there, it's big taxis. Yeah, we get it. That's right. Yeah, you guys in your boats. <laughs> <laughs> Let me say hi to a couple other folks who joined us in the studio here. Hey, Matt, is that you? Hey, Matt Strzok, Howe, New Jersey, chapter leadership team reporting. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Matt. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> were, were you down at the uh, – oh, that was just for the Florida chapters, right? So – but uh, Matt is Matt is joining us from New Jersey. Sean is from South Florida. Let me say hi to uh, Jim. He's lurking back there in the corner in North Atlanta. What's up, Jim? Hey, Chip. How's it going, man? How much, man? Right. How's it going? Everyone's on board. Mr. Becker is probably he's probably doing his duty at the vet the Veterans Administration, the VA hospital there. They take dinner out to the folks, so they'll be tuning in a little bit later. So, well, that's cool, Sean, man. We've been, Matt, Jim, we've been talking about the um, chapters get together, the conference they had down at uh, Cars Park this weekend. Sean was there. And uh sounds like a great time was had by all. Yeah, it really was. Um, cool. You know, hey, before I, before I move on, I'm going to, I'm going to throw in uh-huh. a couple of plugs here. You know, oh, yeah, go ahead. End. I mean, obviously, you know, uh, Mike Conan, Space Coast chapter organized with, you know, the local folks and cars to make it all happen. You know, Christine over there at Cars Park. Uh, but, you know, local support, you know, kayaks by Bo, uh, the VFW Post 8116, they came out, they cooked, they, you know, they, you know, donated one of the meals, not just the food, but, you know, their their time, their crew came out and, and fixed a meal for all of us. Uh, Indy Atlantic Seafood, you know, all of the Florida chapters that came out to, to make the event possible. And, and, you know, back to Jim and Sally Dolan, just all of their support. They came out. They were there. So just huge thanks to everybody. 
No problem, man. Sounds like a great time. Um, and and you got a few trout, big fish caught by one of the heroes. Sounds like a great weekend. Really and, was. And if it ain't raining, you ain't training. That's just the story, man. <laughs> That's it. That's it. So Matt, man, long time no here. What's uh, give us an update? What's going on up in your neck of the woods? Oh, man, I've, I've been working like crazy, plus uh, the past month that I missed you guys, I was planning a How event, which went uh, went off this Saturday, and it was awesome, um, and now I'm planning a fluke tournament. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's it's never-ending. Holy cow, man. So, uh, how many folks showed up to your How event, man? How many heroes did you have? Uh, we had 24 heroes and a total of 78 people. Nice. Yes, it was, it was good. The weather didn't really cooperate for us. It was very windy, but um, the, the veterans and the fishing guides still went fishing for about four hours, and I was uh, impressed. Uh, one of the veterans caught a really nice fluke or flounder, as you guys call them down south, a 26-inch or 7 pounds. Nice. Yeah, so uh, it's a good day. Nice. So are these the summer fluke that are moving in? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've been moving in for about the past three weeks. I've only been fishing once in the past past month, pretty much, besides uh, a little bit of fishing down in South Carolina on a party boat about right. three weeks ago. And are, are they biting? Yeah, the big ones are biting right now. They're all moving okay. in the spawn up here. Uh-huh. And uh, are you going to be, so this, uh, you're, you're planning a fluke tournament, you said. So is that is that a kayak tournament or? Yeah, it's a kayak tournament that runs along with a boat tournament. Um, the tournament's known as the, the uh, single largest single port uh, tournament on the East Coast. And it's, it's run out of Point Pleasant Beach, New Jersey. The Elks Lodge has been running it. This is actually their 20th year. And for the kayak division, it's our seventh year. Nice. But, uh, yeah, the uh, all registration uh, proceeds benefit Heroes on the Water. Uh, it's going to be a lot of prizes. I believe first place is getting it to go home with the kayak. I'm not sure mm-hmm. of the model yet, but um, that's all in the works. Uh, prizes pretty much for everybody. Uh, there will be a raffle where you get a ticket at the uh, captain's meeting. And right. we're going to raffle off a whole bunch of stuff. Ultimate raffle, right? Ultimate raffle, indeed. Nice. This nice. tournament's really cool. The uh, the Point Pleasant Elks Lodge, they, they put on a really big uh, um, award ceremony for the boaters, and they have all-you-can-eat barbecue. Uh, anything you could think of, they, they pretty much have there. I believe they have, uh, including... Oysters and uh, clams on the half shell. And, uh, I believe it's like 35 different items of food to eat. And it's all nice. you can eat, which is nice. It's all, all included in the tournament entry. And my, my, um, I have to put in there, the, my wife was up in your neighborhood a couple of weeks ago. She was uh, seeing some of her friends, uh, lady friends, that uh, call themselves the Queens of the Road, hopped on their motorcycles, and uh, she started, she was the most southern uh, participant, started in Atlanta, worked her way up through Knoxville, and then they just kind of followed the the uh, Blue Ridge Parkway all the way up to Maine. They didn't, wow, that's she went, a long ride. Yeah, they got out to the beach there, just north of Freeport, I guess, and uh, got out to the water. Unfortunately, she uh, we broke her travel rod, so she didn't have a way to fish. But 3,500 miles in uh, 10 days. So, wow. Yeah, she was she was uh, she was putting some miles on the on the motorcycle. Let me see if this was it an occasion, or she just had to get away from you. <laughs> no, she just does her own thing, man. Cool. Right? I'm kidding. Yeah, just happy way. Oh yeah, I know, man. No, she, yeah, she's. They were just they were just doing their own thing. They're we're gonna be I think they're headed out west here probably next summer, so 
Let me see who this is. Is that you, Mr. Becker? Are you sne- are you lurking? I I am in stealth mode. I was uh, my cloaking device was engaged. <laughs> How are you, sir? Doing well, thanks. Running a little late tonight after the after the dinner, but glad to be here. That's what I thought. I thought it was uh, VA night. It is definitely uh, VA night. All right, cool. So. We've got a Heroes on the Water report from Sean. They had a great event down there at Cars Park. Matt is telling us that the summer fluke are starting to move in, have been biting. And uh, what is uh, what is going on in uh, in Tampa Bay? Not a thing. Nothing. From, uh, from where I sit, but uh, <laughs> we got uh, instead of instead of fishing last weekend, we decided to go down and. Uh, Robert and I went down in support of a local native dealer, Westwall Boats, down in Port Charlotte at a uh, demo day. So that was uh, that was a good day, good time out. Saw some of those pictures. Nice. Yeah, yeah, good time. But no, that's uh, about it. That's it, huh? That is it. Oh. Well, Jim, what's well, going on in the? Go ahead. Say if there's nothing going on at Tampa this weekend, then uh, you need to shoot over to Cars Park this weekend. Um, Alan Ryland is hosting a redfish tournament there at Cars Park. Yeah, that is true. That's right. I think registration closed uh, what, last Friday, yesterday? didn't it? Was it last Friday? I don't know what day it is, uh, but I think it was last yeah. week. Yeah. Probably yeah. still get in. Looks like he's got a pretty good attendance there. Just a huge list of sponsors and all kinds of you know goodies to give away. Yeah, you just might not get a meal or something if you show up late, but or you could just go over and crash the party. Yeah, that's Cars Park have a the uh, sign out front yet that just says kayak anglers only. <laughs> 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 Seems like everybody's there every weekend. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, they, uh, this is their second year running that event, and uh, the park staff themselves, you know, Christina and and the park folks, really got into it after the. After the first boondoggle there, and uh, they ran the, the Redfish tournament last year, and this is their second event. They've really gotten into supporting the kayaking community, so that's a uh, that's nice when it you know it, it kind of goes in the other direction. Yeah, yeah, we're not a bad bunch of folks. I mean, as a rule, as a rule, we, we've got some exceptions, but you know, yeah, there's a couple, but you know, there's always the ten percent. <laughs> Mom always said I was exceptional. I just didn't think she meant that's it that it. way. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> so, so Jim, man, what's happening up at the pond on the north side of Atlanta? <clears throat> right now it's called mushroom compost and two pallets of sod and poison ivy all rolled into one, but that's about it. Dude, that doesn't sound like anything you want to have in your kayak. <clears throat> no, no, not at all. So, um... Yeah, this past weekend I didn't get to the pond, but I did get my two pallets of sod and 3,000 pounds of mushroom compost in the front yard, so that's done, and uh, got the new dog to the vet. So it was a very mature, responsible weekend for me, and I try not to have too many of those. Now that sucks. <laughs> yeah, it really does. Oh, man. It really does. I know. Yeah. But, you know, you got to do what you got to do sometimes, right? That's it. you got to make sure that when you ask for the kitchen pass that so you get it. That's right. That's right. So, especially with my um, my better half was up in uh, Rehoboth Beach, Delaware, for a, one of her friend's son's graduations party from high school. So she was gone this weekend, and I had dogs, dog vet appointment, and new sod in the front yard, all rolled into one weekend. So wow, I'm still tired. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still tired. And have have you got your new your new piece of plastic yet? My new piece of plastic is going to be here wow. next week, either Tuesday, Wednesday, or Friday. So my, um, you know, my boat will be here, and I got the uh, the little fishing caddy that goes behind the seat with uh-huh. the uh, crate and the rod holders. I got that. I got the uh, anchor trolley, of course, 
and I got the small cooler bag for the front and a Scotty Ram mount for my um, GoPro. So my accessories should be here either tomorrow or Monday, and then my boat will be here next week. But it is built, and it's being prepared to ship. And I've got my new 250-centimeter paddle. And from Freedom Kayaks, they basically have a three-piece push-pull with a paddle on one end. So it's a little small paddle, almost like a... Um, almost like an old sea kayaking paddle from uh, Norway, one of those little thin-bladed paddles that isn't very wide. Um, yeah. So one end has got a little paddle with a square end that you can use as a push pole, and then the other end is a sharp pointed end that you can stick in the mud, and it actually will go through the hole, the ring in the anchor trolley. So you can paddle with it or push pull with it, and then when you need to stop, you can take it over your head and stick it through the ring in your anchor trolley and stick it right in the mud. So that's You can it. also use... You can also use it to spear stingrays. That's right. You know, yeah, I've got <clears throat> or or jet skiers. Now we, we the, you know? the ones that I have are called paddle poles, and they were, yeah. So where did you say you got yours from? Um, let me look it up online. I want to say it was from the real company who sells them is Freedom Kayaks, the guys who do the kayaks that the back end swings apart. Oh, yeah, the Freedom Hawks? <clears throat> Freedom Hawks, yeah. Yeah, the Freedom Hawks. I think they're really the company that sells them. Uh-huh. It's a three-piece. It's a pretty cool little deal. Yeah, I got They're like nine feet long. Yeah, yeah by the way, my, my replacement. My, mine are supposed to. Go ahead. I, I ordered a couple of them, and they got, they got trashed by the UPS giant. So they're supposed to be here, or at least they're supposed to ship out next week. So <clears throat> they call it a three-piece wow. flats paddle. Yeah. Um, yeah, they call it a three-piece flats paddle. It's on the Freedom Hawk website under their accessories, and you look at it. The picture of it has it broken down. You'll see a small, the thin bladed paddle. Um, yep. Kind of like. Uh, I can't remember the proper name of it from the old, the old Norwegian and Scandinavian kayaks. And then got the pointed end. And I like that it breaks down so I can stick it in the Forerunner. And I've got yeah. another paddle bag on order because my paddle bags were for paddles that were like 220. Yeah. And this 250 is going to need a bigger paddle bag. So no, it's a, it's a great, I got a paddle bag on order. Yeah, this is a the, the, the three-piece flats paddle. Yeah, it's the same thing. I've got the same thing. It's uh and uh they're really awesome. I I the ones that uh that we've got or at least the one that we got that had a small crunch in it. It was it was great. I'm I can't wait to get the new ones. So, um but, how did you uh how did you crunch your paddle? What happened? Uh, oh no, it was in the box. The box that it arrived oh, in. Okay. The UPS gorilla tried, I guess he brought it up in his mouth or something. There was holes in the paddle and stuff like that. So was, oh, no. they, they no, were pretty trash. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, that that's not good. So, and, yeah, and what kind I'm of, what kind of boat that. are you getting? I am getting a Nair, Native Ultimate 14.5. Yeah. Oh, you're going to like that. I'm telling you the right thing. You know, I thought it was very telling. I think I was talking to Redfish Chuck. I might have sent him an email because I was asking some people about it after you said that you had one. Um, mm-hmm. I really like that new Slayer, not the new one they have. The um, Oh, sorry. Hold on just a minute. No worries. Have you gotten a new boat for uh, Robert yet, Greg? What's that, Chuck? There's a, there's a mute button there. Yeah, I know. What you say? I said, have you gotten a new boat for for uh, Robert yet? Has he got a native? Uh, in? Not yet. We actually got part of the reason we went down last weekend was we paddled a bunch of different uh, a bunch of different boats, and uh-huh. while he uh, he fell in love with the uh, Ultimate Twelve FX, I think we're probably going to wind up with a uh, with a uh, Manta Ray Twelve. Uh huh. At least, uh, at least for the interim. So, talk, talking to a couple of different folks about that now. So, 
Well, they're they're nice. Back, Chip. I had my yeah. Yeah, my weather my weather radio just went off, so we're gonna get a um thunderstorm. Um, well, good. That ultimate that yeah really that ultimate <laughs> FX solo I really like it, but it's eighty one pounds. Yeah, it's it's and hefty. If I, yeah, if I was forty instead of fifty, it would be no big deal. But um fifty instead of forty, and um the ultimate fourteen five solo is only fifty nine pounds. Yeah. So and if you take the you take the seat of, out, take the seat out. It takes a few more yep. pounds out of it for getting it up in the air. So yeah, getting it up on top of the forerunner, up on the racks. I'm just, right. I gotta be a little more careful what I do. And I got the lizard lick color. That's cool. Yep, yeah, you'll like that. To it. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a that's nice what, boat. Yep, that's, it was interesting to me when I was um I was talking to Redfish Chuck about it, and he I. I think he had a 14.5. I don't know if it was the solo or the basic, the solo basic. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting, even though he's got his big uh, pro angler. When I was talking to him about it, I did. I called him and I was talking to him about it. And he said, you know, he said he still wish he had his uh, 14.5 solo basic. I guess for sliding in little ditches and stuff, you know, down there around Merritt Island. So mm-hmm. it was interesting, even though he's got a big a big boat as kayaks go, that he still wish he had that little 14.5 solo basic for sliding around in. Yeah, they're, they're a nice boat. I mean, I've I've got uh, got one. I traded a 12-footer for a couple of uh, T-Rex and T-Bars, but uh, they're, they're nice boats. The 12 is a little little jiggy when you're paddling it, because, uh, you know, mm-hmm. but, uh, and once the clone got to be uh, six foot two plus, then... He needed a bigger boat, so and we've got the Propel Slayers now. So uh, those are mm-hmm. some; th- those are not light boats. <laughs> they yeah. fit well no, on the back of a car. <laughs> no, no, but they, they actually I mean, are surprisingly easy to paddle. Though I was I yeah. was surprised for such a big boat how easy it is to paddle. Yeah, they're they, they have a nice hull to them, but they're they're a real heavy boat, and uh, and you you got a. Did you get a couple of new boats, John? You're you're in a um Yeah, I've kinda gone to the Jackson I've kinda gone to the Jackson side, so I picked up a I picked up a CUDA and uh-huh. uh, love it. Put a, a rudder on the back, it's been fantastic. But um I also got a brand new uh big rig we just got and took that up this past weekend, had it out on you know, the no motor zone up there and it just you know that is the flats boat for me. It's you know I can stand in that thing all day long and and literally would. Um, but you know speaking of weight, I mean that thing is 98 pounds empty. It takes you yeah. know, two men and a small boy at the end of the day to put that thing back in the truck. It's nice having a 15 year old clone that can throw stuff in the truck for you. Um, but uh, <laughs> Matt, you, you have you? <laughs> it's real nice. Um, and he's uh, he's pushing six three now, so it, it, we can work together to get the boats up in the rack on the back of the truck. You got those racks too, like mine, in the back of your truck. But uh, Matt, you have you got your uh, big rig slimed yet? Matt, I'm hearing some clicking, so maybe Matt is in the middle of something. But uh, I know he had just finished up rigging a uh, hmm. I don't know. That might be him back there, but you're not coming through, Matt, if you're trying to talk. But uh no. Oh yeah, no, you're gonna you're gonna like that boat, Jim. Uh that's a great boat. Uh, the only thing I didn't, uh, I find that it's a little too long is in like uh, going down creeks and stuff like that. But uh, I mean, right. the Chattahoochee is no problem. You'll be able to take that down the hooch, no problem. Just yeah. drift it on down. Throw you, throw you uh, about a four foot length of chain with some inner tube around it, and that'll drag you. It'll slow you down as you cruise down the Chattahoochee, man. Get up in that one area yeah. up there where the Browns are. It's a great boat. And, you know, that boat was designed to fly fish out of. Uh, Jimbo Meter. Yeah, that's and, what I'm looking forward to. Yeah. You got that big open area in front so, of you, you know, when you're stripping line. And that things don't get caught up on it and stuff. 
um, standing in it, that's going to be what is really going to be interesting for me is I have not had a kayak. All my kayaks have been more of a traditional haul, sea kayak. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that Tarpon 16 was the plastic tub that you did not stand in. It was not even designed to stand in. It was you know, an offshore boat, basically. And, um, of course, my sitting kayak, my storm that I sold, my 17-foot sea kayak was a sea kayak. And um, even that um, ocean kayak, Trident Angler 15, none of those boats were designed to be stood, to stand in. They were all designed to be paddled and fish sitting down and be paddled for long distances. So yeah. standing up in a boat, my wife thinks my wife thinks basically we're going to go to the flats and I'm going to be fall out of the boat and my head's going to be three feet in the mud and my feet are going to be sticking up, you know, <laughs> kicking. So... Uh, not that I'm a little accident prone, but um, I'm looking forward to being able to stand up and fish. That's a big nah, deal for me. It, if know? I can stand up, I mean, anybody can. It just take just take your time with it and stuff. The nice thing about the about the native is you you're you know it's a hybrid type kayak, so you've got the gunnels there that you can use, put your hands on, help yourself stand up, stable yourself, um, and the way the wells are in the boat it's kind of got a pontoon two pontoon areas and your feet are right there mm-hmm. and uh before you know it you'll be up and fly fishing and fighting fish you know it, just take your time just as long as you keep your head over the middle of the boat <laughs> you're all right um <laughs> you can flip them over you can you, you can flip them you over, flip I've, anything I've, over. I've done, yeah, yeah exactly but uh but that boat is is very stable and I know Sean, you're you're standing up more now when you're fishing, right? Yes. So that was the so that was kind of the, the big thing for me coming out of. I had a Trident 13, and the Trident 13 was just a great paddling boat. Um, yep. You know, my my two big complaints though were the the wet bats, you know, wet backside at the end of the day, and and you know, not I'm six foot three and. 245 pounds, so standing in a Trident was just not, you know, in the cards. Um, picked up the Cuda, and I could definitely stand in it. Uh, it's a little little wobbly for wanting to stand and continuously cast, but, you know, get up, look around. That's where I want to be, throw some casts. Mm-hmm. It's okay for that. Uh, but with that big rig, I mean, you can, I can get up, turn around, reach in the back. I mean, it's, you know, you can Go below. Go down to the mess deck, you know all that good stuff, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know, take a, take a little break and string up a hammock on the top. I mean, it's, that's right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I tell yeah. you what was impressive from what was impressive for me when I was in um, Cocoa Beach last Christmas. Wade, the mayor, was in his new Slayer Propel, and Wade is every bit of six five and probably closer to three hundred than two fifty. And um, he, he just popped right up in his new Slayer Propel. You know, they, they got up in the shallow water, him and Pepe, and they pulled that Propel drive up, and he used uh, part of the Propel drive. He just grabbed it and pulled it up, and he he's a large man. And he just popped right up in that thing and took his paddle and was pulling down the flats. And I'm like, that's a stable boat when a man that big can just pop up and just go right down the, the flats with it, you know? No. Yeah. Yeah, no, they're great. I had a chance to uh, to paddle and pedal chips when we were at, you know, Cars Park a couple of months back and very, very stable. Um, yep. Yeah, there's, and there's definitely something to be said for the whole uh, pedal thing. We, you know, uh, about a month ago we came up to the Space Coast Ears in the Water event and Wade was up there and he took one of his, he was a guy, took one of his vets out with a bad back and I guess just that was having some issues, um, was having a hard time paddling. They were kind of far out. He just grabbed on the side of the other kayak and started pedaling and towed him on back. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But you know the the thing that you're really gonna love the most, and and this is something that, I mean, once you go there, you're never gonna turn around. Is the lawn chair. And I don't know if you've seen the latest from Wilderness Kayaks, but you know you got Jackson, you got Wilderness, you've got uh, Hobie, and I I hear. Rumors in the vine that there's going to be something new coming out from Hobie uh, at ICAST. Uh, it's either going to be ICAST or Outdoor Retailer, but I think it's ICAST. They're going to announce something. But uh, that lawn chair is just going to make 
make kayak fishing a whole more enjoyable experience for you. Uh, once you go to a lawn chair, you will never go back to sitting in the water again. And, uh, and you, and, and you can stay in the boat comfortable for hours. I mean, you know, you like to get up and, and stretch out and everything, but I mean, you can definitely do, uh, when I was fishing out of the ocean kayaks and the, um, fish and dive i just couldn't i mean four five hours was a stretch man i was sore by the end of the day and my ass was wet (laughs) but uh once i went once i went to the lawn chair and the native you know and i mean any of the boats with them now you just it's it's a total it's a game changer and and it gets you up a little bit get your eyes up just a couple of inches off of the water makes such a difference you know so you're really going to enjoy that Anyways, let's see. Wow. Just uh, rambling on here. So uh, I guess it's been official now, and the uh, the boondoggle is uh, has been officially announced at Cars Park. And that is uh, going to be Columbus Day weekend. It's like October. And my dates. It's like the second oh. weekend at second weekend in October, I think. It was like the 11th through the 14th last year, right? Um, October, yes. It's 11th through the 13th. Columbus Day weekend, October 10th, 11th, 12th, and 13th. That's the weekend. It's at Cars Park. And we just so happen to have a current fishing report from Cars, right, Sean? That's it. That's it. Hey, the most important thing to remember about Boondoggle, what weekend it is, it will be my birthday weekend. So I'm really oh. glad to know that everybody's coming out to celebrate that weekend with me. So. I bet Melita brings you a cupcake. I bet you she does, or a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have the Captain Crunch um, ones? Have you tried those yet? <laughs> uh, I don't know. She brought out like five, six different varieties this past weekend. Um, I, I couldn't even sample all of them. What was it when we were at uh, we were there in uh, in Florida? They came over and they had the lumpia. Oh my gosh, man! Yeah, it's yeah. it's always good to camp near uh, Charlie and Melita. But yeah, give no, us uh, right give there us off in the motor zone. Yeah, Cars Park. It's it's fantastic. I mean, you've got um, lots and lots of flats, good grass, uh, good channel out there. Um, everything from black drum, redfish, uh, snook, um, you know, the trout, of course. Fishing was fishing was great, and, and, you know, that whole area is just amazing, regardless of, you know, how well you're doing that day. Um, Sunday morning, we were out, and we were just on a bunch of, you know, dink trouts. Everybody was, was catching a bunch of smaller trout. Uh, my friend Rudy and, and his son were in an area, and they were just really hot. But there's so much other marine wildlife in the area. You've got dolphins, you've got manatees, stingrays you brought up before, uh, sea turtles in the area. You're going to see all of it out there. Um, dolphins were swimming around. Uh, there's, yeah, flats lizards, they're out there. Um, didn't see any, thankfully. But, um, you know, the dolphins were out swimming around us a couple of different times, and you know, uh, chasing down the bait fish, but uh, Rudy's Rudy's son was was catching trout and you know, tossing them back. And as soon as the trout hit the water, dolphin would just grab it. It's like they uh-huh. were just waiting by his kayak, waiting for him to throw the trout back. Um, <laughs> so they do that. Definitely, a, <laughs> definitely a great area. Yeah, it's it's certainly. I mean, folks who have, uh, if you're if you're into fishing, if you're into fishing flats. Uh, and you you haven't had the opportunity to fish that area. Uh, you're just on the north side of Merritt Island. You've got Mosquito Lagoon, which is in itself an incredible aquarium and uh, fishery that uh, is is just unbelievable until you fished it. And uh, and then the no motor zone. I mean, we're talking miles of of water with nothing but kayaks. <laughs> Uh, nobody's allowed in there with a boat with a motor and uh it is great in fact if you're thinking about going to boondoggle 
no electric motor. So I know Jean, last time she brought her torque with her, and that is not allowed in the no motor zone. You can pedal, paddle, or sail, but no motors. In the no motor zone, but Mosquito Lagoon is different, obviously. And then, um, you know, within minutes, you can be over on the beach and, you know, be out in the ocean. I mean, you're you're right there. Just don't you take your shore, RV into the little port area there. It's probably not the fun thing to do. Probably not. I, I wouldn't advise that, particularly if you're, you know, towing something behind it. I, I definitely <laughs> wouldn't advise it. Oh, yeah, sure. There's plenty of room for you. <laughs> so, Chuck, I'm sure Chuck will listen later. Thanks for uh, thanks yeah. for the tip on uh, the great restaurant right. at the, uh, the, you know, the port with my RV. <laughs> um, you know, just the one thing about that, the one thing about that area that everyone really needs to appreciate, and um, that is no jet skis. Oh, you know, yeah. Many times, many times boaters will somewhat keep a distance from you. Sometimes, you know, unfortunately there's no test to buy a boat, and there should be. You know, people just ate up with the dumb, you know what. But um, jet skiers, they're all, I mean, if I could wish ill on any device on this earth, it would be jet skis. They would all implode at one time. Um, there's no jet skis, and that is, you know, one of the nice things about a no motor zone that um, we all should appreciate as kayakers. And I've yes. been many times in Savannah and Panama City and had jet skiers close enough where I could take a two ounce egg sinker and bounce it off the front of their jet ski. And I figure if they're close enough for me to hit with a two ounce egg sinker, egg sinker, they're too close. Um, yeah. But you know, besides all the marine life, if you have a spouse who likes to go bird watching. You know, fall and winter, there's more birds of every kind of species that you can count. And then, you know, there's also, at less than an hour away, the whole Orlando complex of SeaWorld and Walt Disney World and um, Universal Studios. So if you get rained out one day, you know, you go 45 minutes west and you're into that whole complex of entertainment. And there's, uh, and the Space Center's right there, too. So, I mean, that's very cool. Space Center's right there, too. Yep. All right, guys, so uh, we're burning up the hour here. Um, Sean, what's your game plan for this next weekend, man? Well, unfortunately, I've got uh, other uh, responsible adult tasks this weekend, and it's going to prevent me from hitting the water. But uh, we'll be out very soon, uh, but not this weekend. All right, well, we'll I'd have to get a report from somebody else down there. <laughs> yeah, it won't be me. And uh, give us the uh, the website for uh, your Heroes on the Water chapter. Um, well, you can find the, the chapter list right off the, the main website. It's heroesonthewater.org, and heroes is with two E's. Mm-hmm. Um, and then find the chapters tab. Uh, South Florida is listed, as are all of the other chapters around. Um and, and hey, while we're on the, the heroes topic, real quick, uh, want to thank the New Jersey chapter specifically. They they got a bunch of extra rod and reels they're shipping down to us to help us out and get started. So, Matt, thanks to you and your uh, your crew up there. Appreciate it. Absolutely. So yeah, Matt is so there. Heroesonthewater.org. Pull up the chapters list. Find the local chapter. Get involved, and uh, it, it's it's well worth the uh, the time spent. Um. Jim, how about you, man? You you doing more responsible things this weekend? You got more sod to put down? No, I'm through with that part. I have a few responsible things to do this weekend, but I think I'm going to be able to sneak some fishing in. Depends on the weather. I think they're calling for some rain Sunday. About thirty percent um, on the south side. Okay. Yeah, we we tend to get a little more pop up. You know, because we're between Lake Lanier and the river, we tend to get some more uh, more pop up thunderstorms here on the north. Northeast, yeah. north side of the town. Right. Um, we get a lot of weather off the lake and some weather coming off the river, but um, I might be able to slide down to the pond a little bit. And like I said, my new boat's not going to be here till next week, so I'm kind of constrained on what I can do. But I have some adult things to do. But then I might be able to play a little bit too. If cool. it rains, I'll probably tie some flies. Um, I think we're heading to the coast. Well, you're still heading. Um, July 4th, you're still heading to Florida, right? Yep. So it's going to rain there. So we were, yeah, we were talking about <laughs> going to the Panhandle July 4th until you said you were going. 
and I had to remind my wife that last year there was 18 inches of rain in 24 hours when you were there. So um, I don't know if I need to tie flies for Fourth of July weekend to go down there if you're going, or I'm just going to kind of play the weather by ear. Dude, if it ain't um, raining, we ain't training. We'll see. We're going, man. We're going fishing. <laughs> I got I got my brother Stan down there. We're going fishing, man. And then as we speak of uh, the New Jersey chapter, Matt joins us again. Hey, Matt. Hey. Uh, sorry about that power outage. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> got, got hot up here in the north. Everybody's got their air conditioner running. <laughs> ah, okay. So, yeah, we're just wrapping it up, man. What's your uh, game plan for the weekend? You also got a... You got some props from Sean there saying that the New Jersey chapter is sending some rod and reels down to the to the new south uh, chapter in Florida. Yes, enjoy the rods. Um, yes, we just upgrade, we updated all of our rods to brand new rods and reels this year, and um, the stuff that that we're sending down is nice stuff. We only used it one year, uh, a couple events, and uh, yeah, enjoy it. Yeah, we will. Thank you very much. And uh, my plans for the weekend, I'm going to try to catch some flounder this weekend. I'm going to try to get out both days. I'm, I'm past due for fishing. It's been a while. We need to see a picture of a summer fluke, man, on the Kayak Fishing Radio page. So make that happen. Oh, uh, right? I got one from a couple weeks ago. Okay, well. It, I don't know if you want that. Well, uh, I just, <laughs> nobody will look at you, man. They're just looking at the fish porn. So. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, man. And Mr. Becker, sir, your your game plan for the weekend is it going to happen to include fishing or? Uh, I I hope so. Uh, Donna actually said she'd like to get out the kayaks too, and that the way that normally works out is Robert and I'll get out first thing in the morning, and then uh, she'll come along at a more civilized hour and we'll meet her back at the launch and launch her boat and just paddle around for a little bit. So, looks Great. like that might be the game plan for Sunday. So we'll see what happens with the weather. Very nice. So, uh, any word on tarpon on the beach? Anybody hear any tarpon catching going on? I hear lots of tarpon fishing going on, but I am not hearing much catching at all. Uh, anywhere from Sarasota all the way up to Indian Rocks Beach and up into uh, up into Pasco. Uh, I don't know what it is, but I don't know if they're just not here or they're just not eating or what. But there's mm. not a lot of catching going on at all. Interesting. Mm. Might, must be the El Nino. Must be. That's it. All right. Well, guys, hey, appreciate it. Anybody got any last ones? Any oh, by the ways? Fantastic. So thanks a lot for joining us here. Another Thursday night, another time on Buzzard's Row. We sit around and uh, ruminate on the uh, the better things in life, like kayak fishing and being out on the water with heroes and veterans. And Man, it's, it's just a great time. I appreciate everybody joining me. Thanks, Sean, Matt, Jim, Mr. Becker. And we'll see everybody next week, uh, Monday night kickoff with uh, Redfish Chuck, uh, 8 o'clock. we got to a Wednesday night, uh, promise that uh, we'll have a, uh, a low-sodium event, and then uh, we'll be back here on Thursday. I think our Texas folks are on sabbatical so for the summer. But uh, we'll be back at it again. Take a kid fishing, and uh, be safe out there. Wear your PFD and uh, paddle safe. Good night, y'all. We'll see you next time. It's Kayak Fishing Radio.